You are listening to The Social Hotelier Show, a podcast that inspires hoteliers to create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers in pursuit of their passion. We share our views and experiences relating to hospitality, technological trends, and also relating to humanity. Here is your host, Sam Eric Rutman. Welcome to the second episode of three-part series called The Why, What and How of Digital Marketing in Tourism and Hospitality. I am with Juha Pesonen, Head of E-Tourism Research at University of Eastern Finland. In this episode, we are discussing about defining a strategy to reach business goals. We will talk about where does strategy work start in tourism business? After all, strategy defines how we get from where we are now to where we want to be in five to ten years. How to build a successful strategy? Digital transformation is one of the buzzwords in the tourism industry at the moment. What role does technology, after all, play in strategy work? How to manage strategy execution using smart metrics? And what does smart stand for? This and more in this upcoming episode. Hello, Johan, welcome. Hi, it's, it's great to be here again. Yeah, thanks. We got quite a bit of positive feedback from people who had viewed our episode from last time and uh, a good interaction. And of course, now, last time we talked about the, the meaning of mission, uh, the mission of your company or your, or your business, how you have to look far ahead. What is your mission of your business? But now we're going to talk about the what. If we're looking at the situation that we are in now and the, 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 somehow the playbook has, has to be rewritten again after with a pandemic and also the tremendous uh, pent-up demand uh, I just looked at uh, some statistics where uh, people are booking into uh, winter holidays of 2021 somewhere. In Finland, we are looking at some return uh, when the flights are eventually coming uh, available. Then uh, we will see the first tourists after the summer only, or maybe early, early autumn. And uh, now the, the Finnish travelers who are now in the middle of, uh, of the winter are starting to book uh, a warmer destination or safe destination for the next winter already. So there's a huge pent-up demand. Uh, but uh, when we look at the business side, and where does strategy work start in tourism business? I consider everything that we are living in now. Yeah, and and I think that's an excellent question. And, and we are living an excellent time to think about these questions because uh, how strategy develops and, and how it's, it should be visible in in everyday business and everything we do is, is it's a daily thing that, that we should always keep in mind that that are the things that we are contributing and, and, and doing right now, are they in line with the strategy and why they are and why they are not in line with the strategy? Is the strategy outdated, for example? Should we think about, stop a while and think about what we are doing, think about the longer term perspective and, and how markets are going to develop and and during these 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 times of crises the strategy work is definitely one of the first things that you should look into when when situation is changing because it it also typically means that the strategy you you have is is probably not going to work and especially with with this global pandemic when the borders are are closed and 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 the tourists are even afraid to travel uh, you have to 
change your perspective and you have to change your strategy, how you do business and, and, and change the markets and change the um, how you provide services, what kind of services with whom. And, and all of these are big strategic questions that need to be modified and, and uh, developed every time something big and, um, and, and something like this happens in, in the marketplace. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a pro probably for for the, this generation of hotel operators and hotel owners. It's the, really the, uh, the one of the unprecedented that uh, events that has happened. Uh, and of course, I'm I have noticed there are some hotels here. We're looking, waiting for the normal to come back. I said, well. Uh, first of all, don't use normal anymore because that doesn't fit into our discussion. It's, uh, it has to be, it's going to be different. And how is this different going to uh, affect you? And what are you going to do about it? Because uh, people who are now planning or want to go on holiday, they will, they will start to look at what are these hotels all, all about? It's not about the bed and the balcony view to the to the sea or the lake or, or yeah. just the beach is something more than that. So how do you build a successful strategy? What are the thoughts that you should go into, into your planning? Yeah, um, I, I think like how we can make strategic choices concrete, it's, it's basically what you invest in and what you don't invest in. So your budget actually defines what is your strategy. And when you change your strategy, you should always change your budget and which things you are investing in and which things you are not investing in. And, and that's a very concrete approach to, to combining strategy with day-to-day -day business and, and how we are operating our hotels. And, and the notion of, of waiting for the old normal to come back is, is a, one of the surefire ways of of uh, losing the business because the, the old normal is, is unlikely to come back or it will take a long long time which many hotels don't ha cannot afford to wait and the best cases and best examples from restaurants and and, and hotels i have seen is that they've uh, embraced this change that there is this change that we cannot do anything about it these are the new rules these are how consumers behave. These are how people are able to travel. This is how mob mobility has changed. And we just have to live with it. And we just have to find ways uh, to do business within this environment. And, and typically the businesses who, like previously, already before the pandemic, were really good at, at being digital and finding innovation, innovative solutions, are also the businesses that are now able to survive the best i'm i'm not sure that you know in in finland for example we have some businesses and especially last summer and and even during this winter we have some businesses that have actually thrived in, in even the, during these difficult times because we have a lot of space and we have safety and and all of the aspects that that are needed in 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 today's and tomorrow's markets and and businesses who are able to adopt these changes and and embrace them are the ones that that are able to to also succeed in the future uh, do you have any examples you want to share uh, that you have uh, that maybe comes to your mind at the moment because it would be good maybe for the viewers to understand uh, what you have seen yeah, for, for example, um, last summer, the national parks in Finland and the businesses operating around national parks and, and, and for example, um, even hotels in, in eastern Finland when uh, people were 
going away from from the crowded cities into more peaceful surroundings where we're doing quite well, quite well and and uh, cottage rentals uh we're, we're doing fantastic it was one of the best years for for cottage rentals last year and um sometimes you know the businesses can even thrive with their old strategies and old business models just because of the the beneficial changes in the surroundings um and and the environment that that benefit them but but some businesses like some restaurants for example have embraced the digitality and the needs of the customers that now people people still still need to eat but now they are much more likely to order the food uh to home using digital channels and and uh, companies that have been able to develop e-commerce stores and develop supply chains and and develop distribution to the customers are the ones that the customers now are, are more likely to use and and uh, uh, especially with with uh, with restaurants, even though it's it's a very difficult time and and nothing is 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 normal and and not going to be for for a while. But those that have invested in these new possibilities and and kind of like the must do investments right now are also the ones that are able to survive. How about the presence in uh, uh, social media, for instance? Well, what role do you think it plays in? Uh, where people are deciding where where they're going to go and where they're going to stay. Uh, I I would say that the businesses who already were really prominent and 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 were doing great job in social media before the pandemic are also the ones that have the like the resilience during these these times. So the social media followers and this direct contact with the customers and and being able to understand what is on the minds of consumers at this moment, being able to interact with the with potential customers and talk with them, it's it's always a fantastic thing to have. And and social media visibility, especially now that I, I think like the um, use its statistics in how how much people are spending time in social media has grown during this pandemic quite a lot. We are on 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 our in 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 our homes and using mobile phones and tablets and just browsing through social media. So uh, that's that's probably where where the attention is at this moment. And and also when we think of of the future, uh, the I would say that the businesses and, and tourism businesses and destinations that are now able to create value, that are now able to entertain people, that are now able to educate people on social media will be the ones that are also interesting for the consumers later on when tourism is again possible. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and also the thing is that, uh, but you mentioned that uh, the, those uh, businesses that has already been uh, earlier in in uh, active in social media and start to listen carefully what the the, the consumer is looking for uh, are the ones who are uh, the winners. So I, I read somewhere that um, the consumer is not really interested in your story. I mean, the hotel story or tourist destination. They're only interested in their own story and their and and their own future. Now, if you're able to to tap in to understand who those customers are, which you can do through for example, social media, and also understand what they talk about, what are the desires for the future, then you are, you are the bridge who can then create a path to, to create something for them. And then you can say, well, I have a great story for you because it relates to that future that, that somebody's desiring, whether it's, uh, I always want to see, go to Kusamo and experience the beers in, in the live in the natural environment, or I 
always want to take a trekking tour through one of the national parks and see, and be in the wilderness and I feel that this is a, a transformational experience, then you can do something with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a great reference to the to the last episode that that we did. That that it's it's not a story of a hotel or a story of a restaurant that is interesting for the customers, but what the hotel and the restaurant or whatever business can do for the customer for them to reach their transformational goals and in, and and do the things that that they they want to get and and especially focusing on the benefits that the business provides and and not just on on the attributes that we are this and this and this but but always having this customer perspective also in the strategy work thinking about what kind of lifestyles the customers live what is that they are seeking for and how we can help them in order to achieve that so we are not just a hotel in the city center that would be based on 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 attributes but but we have to be able to define our unique selling propositions and that's i i think that's a big part of the strategy work to think about precisely who are we going to serve what is their their problem and how we are going to help them what is is the benefits that being our customer brings to them and and very often it's 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 very easy to be on on this attribute level and say what we are and and what we offer but defining for whom and and for which purpose why those are definitely a big part of, of the strategy work. Yeah, but I think it relates, it relates a little bit to the sort of North European, German, Finnish, Nordic, where you're thinking that uh, we want to make an offer and then, uh, you know, please accept our offer. Uh, whereas in Asia, South America and Middle East, it's about relationships. You're building relationships and you're creating awareness. And uh, there's somehow the business side of it and the decision to, well, uh, should I spend my money, invest in you will come at, the, at that point when they know who they are dealing with. For instance, I get, I'm getting quite regularly people say, well, uh, I do this and that and I can do this and that for you. Uh, can I offer you? I said, uh, who are you? <laughs> I, want yeah. to, I want to get to know you first, uh, how I'm going to spend, uh, how I'm going to sacrifice, not sacrifice, how I'm going to allow you to be part of my life, uh, whatever I'm doing. Uh, but let's move on to digital transformation. That's the buzzword, and I, I don't fully understand it. Can you explain a little bit uh, what it actually means in, in tourism industry and what role it does play in the strategy work? Oh, yeah. Uh, so um, it's, it's indeed a huge topic, and uh, um, there's so many different sides, sides in it, and, and we have a lot of like, frameworks that allows us to understand what the, what the thing is. But, but how I like to see it, it's, it's kind of like a learning process for the organization. And it's, it's just one of the things that you can learn that, that can improve your strategy work. It, when you understand what is possible to do with technology, when you understand the, the impacts of technologies on your business models, impacts on technologies on your customers, how you can create value for them, how you can do things better, more efficiently, those that that kind of a learning and, and knowledge and skills that are required in the organization helped to utilize digital transformation. So it's 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 uh, it's a process and, and it's a strategic choice. So you you understand where you are now and you understand where you need to go 
And digital transformation is, is a tool for you to get from where you are now into where you need to be. And in that way, it's, it's directly related to strategy because strategy defines how you get from where you are now to, to where you need to be. And if you don't know anything about digital transformation, it's impossible to incorporate it into your strategy work in any way. So you have to have the knowledge and skills to know what is a blockchain technology, what is uh, machine learning, what is big data, what is Internet of Things, what is e-commerce, and, and, and all of these, that, that if you don't know what this means, it's impossible that, that you are able to utilize them. So it all starts by learning, by, by understanding this, and, and learning comes first, and everything else flows from that. Yeah, absolutely. I also imagine that uh, eventually there will be, like in some uh, some many, many many companies, they already have somebody on on board as a, as a position, or somebody actually who is uh, has a position to be responsible for uh, whether it's a, the AI officer or 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 whatnot. So that the the traditional job positions are are changing in if they're smart in line with. Uh, when they're in the understanding and also development of the uh, kind of digital transformation the company want to go through. Yeah, and I, I think like bigger bigger businesses like hotel chains and, and airlines and all of these, they have plenty of opportunities and plenty of possibilities to understand digital transformation and benefit from it. And, and one of the issues with digital transformation is, of course, the small businesses and medium-sized businesses, those that, that you were talking in the introduction, those who don't have their own e-commerce or that, those who are not directly uh, bookable. That's where I would say that one of the biggest gaps in, in the tourism industry has always been in that, that these, these smaller players don't have the resources to to invest and even even kind of like start the learning process to understand the possibilities of of digital transformation but of course not all the businesses have to be aware of digital transformation and all over the world there's there's plenty of examples of businesses who are doing just fantastic job by by uh, working through tour operators or travel agencies that and in, in business to business markets and, and that they don't need any kind of like uh, online um, uh, uh, focus except maybe for for some kind of a website or, or something like that so it's also a strategic focus and, and a strategic question of of what do you invest in and what you don't. And not all businesses have to be online, but it's one option, one possible strategy to focus on online, to focus on social media marketing, digital marketing, to get from where you are now to where you need to be. Yeah, and the main main, main purpose is as to how you can best reach your your customer or, your, or the customer you have chosen to serve for your business and we were likely to, to use your your, your services. Yeah, it's it's exactly what we talked last time. So it's it's the mission statement. So technology is just a tool and it's up to you and up to all of us how we utilize it, how we use it. And and that defines uh, quite uh, quite a lot of how we do do business and, and how we define our strategy. How, how important do you think is the collection of data? Meaning that uh, uh, when I studied a little bit about artificial intelligence, there was a data collection, which was the main thing, because once you have data, you can start to see some trends and some uh, something happening there, which helps you in your strategy. 
Absolutely. So it's it's a big part of of digital transformation, and it's it's kind of like this mindset that you make decisions based on data and based on actual knowledge instead of just how you feel like, and and that is uh, one big part of of, of the transformation, and and it, it's it's kind of like this idea that that you have to use this smart objectives the smart being an acronym an acronym coming from from specific measurable actionable relevant and time bound metrics so uh, you you have to have this well keep key performance indicators that you follow and you have to understand how different factors and attributes contribute to each of these measurements that are important for your business and and of course what what digital is doing is that it enables constantly better measurement of everything that is happening around us. It allows us to understand the world and understand our business, understand our customers much better. And it's it's kind of like we, we are talking a lot about uh, data-based management and, and, and that we the decisions we make have to be based on knowledge instead of hunch, hunches and, and, and feelings. But I, I would say that we are still very, very long way from from actually doing that. Like Like... How many how many tourism companies know how many competitors they have in the destination or in the world or or how many know that how many website visits even they have per month and and how many know their conversion rate on their website and and all of these these things are, are quite relevant when you are thinking about developing your business. <clears throat> so who's responsible for the strategy work uh, uh, in the in the in the team? Is it the the managing director himself, or is it only, or who are involved in, and who should be involved? Yeah, I, I, I like to start it in a way that that every person knows their responsibilities, and I think that's the the one of the key things that the top management has to do. That that every person knows how, uh, what are their responsibilities, and how is their success, for example, in businesses measured, and all of those. Uh, <clears throat> responsibilities have to be connected to the strategy and and the mission of the business and there's this there's this fantastic story of of, of John F Kennedy going to the um, uh, NASA Space Center and and talking with a janitor and asking uh, what are you doing here and the janitor answering that I'm helping uh, take a man to the moon and and that's the kind of like an um, uh, idea and, and line of thinking that we should have in our businesses that that every individual receptionist they are not just the receptionist but they are helping the business and they are helping the customers to reach their own goals and transformations and 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 the and a bigger mission of of instead of just being part of a big you know, like this big business uh wheels and and being like uh, in the middle of all of that yeah, I mean, that also reminds me from the time uh, when I was running hotels. The first thing also, uh, the staff, we taught the staff also to think along the lines. And the, similar to the story you mentioned is that uh, asking the, uh, the, the room cleaner, what is your job? Uh, it's creating experiences for the guests. And, and so it really is everyone has a role to play to, in creating that experience uh, for the guests to make their stay as memorable as possible absolutely and that that's like a huge change in in how these small things can affect the actual 
things that are happening in the business by by quite a lot. So instead of just making sure that there's no dust, having this perspective of of being responsible for the customer experience totally changes the things how you are doing what 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 the cleaning uh, staff is doing. And that is also that it has to be visible in in the in the budget. So. When, when the cleaning staff is responsible for the customer experience, they have to have a little bit more time to make that customer experience in the hotel happen. And, and, and thus, it's uh, part of the company strategy. Yeah, I mean, this is a big, big, uh, situa- big uh, situation because most hotels, uh, they are, they are, of course, they have cut down on staff. And if they're open now, they're working with the uh, skeleton uh, staffing levels. And... Uh, this has a, uh, has a danger of impacting the amount of time the staff has an opportunity to to uh, create a relationship and, and uh, with the guest. And I and of course there are guests who uh, want to have what we call the prescribed hospi- hospitality. They just want to in advance book exactly uh, and make sure the hotel gives them what they want and they don't want to meet anyone. But after all, there is a relationship building that. Uh, that uh, and partly that the data collection that the guest, staff can have uh, from the guests that is so so important. Um, you mentioned about the smart, uh, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and uh, time bound. Uh, how do you manage this? Uh, sounds like a very huge, uh, huge task to to do. How do, how do you do? How do you do that? Uh, it's it's absolutely like like all of this requires hard work and all of this requires that you allocate budgets for it. So so if if you want to do business kind of like a, in in a, in a proper way, then you have to have time also allocated for all this planning and and just defining all your business. Of course, in in Finland, for example, we say we say that that well planned is half executed or. <laughs> something like that so we need we are in the mindset of planning a lot of things but it's it's of course about the depth of of how far you go so at at some point there comes a limit that that uh, it it doesn't pay anymore to invest in in these of these things but in 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 how I vision it is that that you have to have these KPIs on on a different level. So you have to have this mission level KPIs, and then the strategy level KPIs, and and then the uh, tactical level KPIs. And all of these have to form this kind of a pyramid or or some kind of network that that states how they are all connected to each other. So you only measure what is relevant for you. I think that is is. Is one of the important things. Of course, you can collect data about everything today, and 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 most businesses do just in case that some machine learning algorithm could utilize that data sometimes later on. But but how you, for example, divide responsibilities and how you measure if people are succeeding in in filling fulfilling their responsibilities, they should all be relevant to to what is your uh, unique selling proposition, what is your strategy, what is your uh, your mission and, and and so so forth and every that that you don't need to measure everything but you have to have these relevant measurements and you have to make sure that they are specific enough so that they are they are measured in in a numeric way uh, and and that uh, they can be actionable that they are something that your staff and people can can have an impact on and and uh, they have to be also time specific meaning that that this is 
this year we have to achieve this and next year we have to achieve that so so you don't leave anything like hanging around like like if if you're like some hotel might have that that our mission is to become the most sustainable hotel in Helsinki what are the measurements that are related to that goal how do you know when you are the most sustainable hotel in Helsinki how do you define that so sometimes we have to when we are developing these these mission statements for example we have to think that is this something that that we can measure is this something that we can operationalize make these measurements in a way that that our staff can can work with them and that they like all these measurements should actually help your people and help your staff to to do better in their work instead of being these annoying uh, bureaucratic things that that uh, they have to fulfill every month so there's there's many different aspects on on how to approach these these uh, measurement systems in in businesses yeah and it also means you have to be very you have to take the time to embrace the staff and explain uh, what's in there for them and what is the benefit for 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 everyone and also how big are how they can contribute uh, uh, to the success of, of uh, what we're trying to accomplish. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So uh, really the mission really always remained the same. Uh, that's the big uh, North Star. And then we then depending on what are, what's the hurdle which is uh, we are into and what we need to do to uh, overcome this, that becomes the strategy. Is that sort of the, in the nutshell, uh, uh, yeah. what, we are, what we are talking about. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. So I, I like to think it in kind of like in a terms of, of I, I, I like using the unique selling proposition in, in strategy work quite a lot because that makes us think about our strategy from the customer perspective. So, so for example, that is, it's about defining what business does for whom and how. Uh, so these these three simple questions is is something that is quite often quite difficult to to define. For example, uh, we help business travelers coming to Helsinki to become full of energy by offering the most peaceful and relaxing hotel rooms. So this is kind of like the one example of of a mission statement that includes the the unique selling proposition. But of course. Always with with strategy work, it's it's typically better to be different than better. So if you can find ways how you can be different and and find these smaller, well-defined markets where there's less competitor, it's it's typically better than just being more sustainable or more efficient or uh, more customer friendly or more trustworthy. So so trying to find this this niche and, and, and differentiation factors for, for businesses should be at the core of, of strategy work. Yeah, and also I think that uh, uh, one of the things is that we should not be afraid to fail and, and we can do something which might be uh, crazy or out of the ordinary uh, because I think that's a little bit of a uh, North European culture that we want to plan and we don't want we don't want to be stick out as, as being different and we want to make sure that we are little, that we are conformant to certain things and and uh, there's nothing wrong about doing something different and in, in some cultures in fact it's 
it's uh, it's encouraged that you uh, uh, if you can show that you have failed a few things that means you're getting a track track record in creating that success for you in, in the future but uh, here it is that well we want to perfect and it's embarrassing and shameful that we uh, that we are failing in something and in that sense it uh, what do you think about that uh, way of thinking yeah i i, I definitely uh, acknowledge that and, and agree with you that that there's this like american way of doing business compared to this northern european way of doing business and 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 the the states is is fantastic in a way that they embrace these failures and that you can be proud of your failures because they are also part of the learning process and of course we, we are humans and and all of us make mistakes all the time so i i think that's just be part of of being human and there's nothing nothing wrong about that but the key takeaway should always be what you learn from your failure so when 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 you can sell your failures for example in a job interview like that that i i learned a lot i i learned this and this then it becomes like changes your 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 perspective and and allows you to improve all the time and 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 become better and that also is is really good um, bridge to our next episode in in marketing that tactics and and digital marketing house and then one of the things that I tell my my master students is that whenever somebody says that your marketing idea is crazy and it cannot work then you are typically on the right path. You and should say thank you. Yes, yes, that's that's probably one of the best forms of feedback that you can get as as a marketer. Yeah. Very good, Juho. Well, thank you very much. I think this was a very great session. Uh, and then for episode three, we're going to talk about execution of digital marketing in the tourism hospitality. And that will be a very exciting discussion. And uh, so, Juho, thank you very much for for your uh, taking the time and for your insight on this very uh, timely topic. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us this week on The Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website, thesocialhoteliershow.blueberry.net where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Google Play or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.